Welcome to the Conversations About Light podcast, a King's Cross podcast illuminating our desire to engage in lighthearted conversations that are grounded in scripture. Our hope is that through these conversations, our community will be encouraged and grow in their curiosity about light. Welcome to Conversations About Light. I'm your host, Caleb. Thanks, Jib. (laughs) And I'm here with uh, Jib and Josh. Thank you. I feel welcomed. Very much so. (laughs) You look welcomed. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are going to be diving into the next four weeks series, which I believe is Advent. That's right. Mm. An Advent series, um, which is very cool, the lead up to Christmas. Um, So I think... A way by definition would be a good place to start. Mm. Um, so maybe, yeah, that's a we we're gonna be reading from Isaiah nine six. Um, but in terms of just framing this conversation, yeah. sure. a definition would be great for Advent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just, or I'm not an Advent expert, but the the church history and the church culture is has always been a sense of preparing. Um, we're about to celebrate the birth of Jesus. What does that mean for the world? Or, yeah. So it's kind of leading up to that, I guess, a little bit of the John the Baptist idea, prepare the way, you know, as I prophesied, one, one crying, the one was prepare the way for the Lord. So it's like, yeah. well, Jesus is about to arrive. What does that mean? Um, how can I think about that? How can I ponder it? Mm. And And the Advent season, I think, in church history has just been used to cover content which gets you thinking about the arrival of Jesus. And that, for me, that's my simple summary of Advent. Jibu, I don't know if you know yeah. more, more than me, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't, I think, and that, that sounds great to yeah. me. It, it is, I think it matches uh, what we see in Scripture of, yeah. of like Jesus didn't just appear out of nowhere, you know, is yeah. people were made ready for his arrival and um, we should be made ready for Christmas. I think... And, and just from experience, I know it takes time, it takes thought, it takes prayer to actually kind of um, prepare ourselves for mm. anything and um, to prepare ourselves for really celebrating uh, Jesus, the arrival of Jesus yeah. in a most wonderful way, in a most joyful way. Uh, takes preparation. So let's get ready. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's our hope for the for these four weeks as we look at Isaiah nine six is yeah. that people will behold Jesus, ponder Jesus, and think about what the, what the arrival of the Son of God means. And the great thing, looking at Isaiah nine six, I know we haven't quite read it yet, and we will soon. But because it points forward to Jesus, it's not just like the year Jesus came or um, even the decade Jesus came. It's it's a long way ahead of Jesus coming. It's really everyone. This nation, God's people, get ready. Here's who to look out for, and here are great reasons to look out for him. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Um, well, with that said, let's dive into today's uh, scripture for this for this series. Um, and just before I do, uh, to let you know, there will only be one episode. Yes. Um, so this is the only conversation we're having for the four-week series. Bon- bonus episode. Bonus episode. <laughs> bonus Advent episode. Yeah. Cool. Isaiah 9, 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Awesome. That's awesome. How does this 
piece of scripture help our hearts behold Jesus? And really, mm. by using these godly titles, they, you can't give to anyone but God. Yes. It really um, prepares us to behold the bigness of Jesus. Uh, that he isn't just a wise man, but he has the wisdom of God as a wonderful counsellor. He isn't just uh, even a marvellous man. There have been mighty and marvellous men throughout history, um, but he has the might of God. Mm. And even um, everlasting father, I really appreciate that, that that's there. Because when I th- in the Gospels, I think we especially see in John when uh, Jesus says, when, when Jesus um, sort of equates himself with the Father. If you've seen me, if you know me, you know the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you know, it, he's and the teachers of his time were ready to stone him. They're like, no, no, you're equating yourself with God. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, have you read Isaiah? <laughs> have you read that this Son who will be given will be called Everlasting Father? Mm-hmm. Like, what? What else can you expect from the prophesied one? Yeah. I love the – I was reading in Matthew this week how Jesus says to the disciples, the prophets long to hear what you are hearing, but they never did. Yeah. Um, And they long to see what you are seeing, but never did. So Jesus making the claim about himself that these the Old Testament prophets – we're straining to see me, mm. and so this is one of those 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 verses, those chapters, actually. And so Isaiah starts there: "For to us a child is born, and he must be wondering what, what kind of I don't, you know. For us, it's in in a sense known now. We, yeah. we've, yeah. we have the beautiful privilege of knowing. But as I sing, there's a child is born, a son is given, and so there's this promise that God's going to send, and it's been right there since Genesis that God is going to send a rescuer, you know, from right from Genesis, that God would rescue. But there's, even in this, I don't know if I'm pushing it too far, but a child is born unto us. Hmm. So a child's normally born not to the whole community. <laughs> They're born to a, a parent or a, a set of parents. And it makes me think of John 3.16, for God so loved the, world, the whole world that he gave his son. He ga- a son is given. Mm-hmm. He's, and so there's this incredible prophecy here where you're saying God is giving there's a, a human child, so there's his humanity, but the son is given to the world. There's his divinity. Mm-hmm. And so Isaiah, I don't know if he knew that, but we have the, the glorious proof. We read these kind of things, we're going, wow, yeah. wow. John, John 3, 16, uh, you know, I see it here. And the government shall be upon his shoulders. It makes me think again of Psalm 2, you know, the nations raging and, and, and God's laughing in heaven. <laughs> Because he says, I have installed on my, my king on my holy hills. You know, talking about Jesus. So Jesus is coming. Mm-hmm. So when I'm thinking of Adam, I'm thinking like, God is giving a son, his son, who is a king, who, who rules over everything in such a way that any other plan is, is laughable. Yeah. <laughs> and this is the song, you know. So, um, and we haven't even got to the, the four names yet, but that's yeah. kind of my, you know, I'm just like, wow. Keep going. Wow, it's great. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's brilliant. Mm. What um, one of the thoughts that I, I have is, why is it important for us to go through, like thinking about the next four weeks, mm. in the lead up to Christmas? Why is it important to prepare our hearts? What's what's the impact that that, that has on 
on us or on our community or on, in our faith? Why is it important? I think I think it's sort of guarding ourselves against um, something that we see a lot in old Old Testament history is uh, the Israelites going, oh, things kind of suck right now. Wouldn't it have been better to have never left Egypt? Wouldn't it have been like kind of forgetting all the great things God has done? Yeah. And so we're kind of um, and the the feasts and festivals were sort of to to inoculate them against that and to kind of kind of um, repeat and remind each other. Mm-hmm. And and so when we have communion, we're reminding each other as well. Um, Christmas is reminding each other. Easter is Easter is reminding each other um, and ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it really is, I think, inoculating our, ourselves against that kind of. Uh, forgetting the significance of what it was, the greatest event in all of history, mm. it could have happened in our lifetimes and in and in the decades following it. If we don't take stock of it, yeah. if we don't put our hearts towards it, um, if we don't actually work to make use of it for in, in terms of like uh, kind of pressing it into ourselves, um, then it becomes nothing to us. It becomes forgotten. It becomes. Mm. Um, you know, a good excuse for yeah. uh, a family gathering and gifts, <laughs> which is yeah. is what it is to a lot of the world, right? Mm. Yeah. And it's so easy, right, to to forget, and we we forget very quickly. I think yeah. um, when we're trying to remind ourselves, we, we we're maybe getting to these names now, but mm. why why what are we reminding ourselves of? Well, the wonderful counselor. Sin makes us foolish. You know, we forget, yeah, and yeah. then we we foolish, uh, um, or makes me foolish. You guys seem very <laughs> smart, but but fool, foolishness is the kind of result of my my wisdom, my counsel. Sure. <laughs> and here we have the one the one who knows how the the grain of the universe, mm-hmm. and sin makes me swim against that grain where I become selfish and so. But the, here there is a one of who has the best plan, and how often I forget that. Mm. I, I, Jesus knows, and even in my s- biggest struggles and my s- my stupidest moments, there's one who still is the wonderful counselor, who, despite all my lack of wisdom, has all the wisdom I will ever need, and He's promised to me. Mm. What what courage does that give me? Like through all my ups and downs of of lack of wisdom, and the times I haven't trusted the wonderful counselor, and so I, fi- I find. Um, yeah, these these reminders when we think about the person of Jesus mm. really is impactful. Yeah, beautiful. So <clears throat> we have the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, and the prince of peace. Maybe we could spend a bit of time unpacking each of those just briefly. Yeah, they will have yeah. to be very brief. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so this sermon series we're doing now, we're actually going to yeah. give a full sermon to each one, yeah. and I'm really glad right. we're doing that. But... Um, yeah, I think Josh, you already started kicking us off with mm, wonderful counselor. Yeah. Why don't Why don't you flesh it out a bit? Yeah, first? well, I, I think that maybe that's the end of my wisdom. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> he is the wonderful counselor, and I think there's two aspects there. One is his complete wisdom that he knows everything, but yeah. also that he's able to counsel us. Yeah. So when when you know you can receive counsel from someone, and they're very terrible at it, and that's mm. hard to receive. You know, they just come in and yell at you, and they might be a hundred percent correct. But you just cannot. Yeah, it's not wonderful. Yeah, <laughs> and he's the wonderful counselor. So he's able to. He gently. He understands our frame, and he's able to counsel us. So I, I find one the perfect wisdom, but also the 
the perfect kindness and love of Jesus. It's, it's quite yeah. inviting, isn't it? Oh, if you yeah. say wonderful counselor, yeah. it's like, I want to go to him. Yes. Very good. Like that's, it, it yeah. sort of like just yeah. calls you to him. It's like, yeah. no, I don't, I'm not just thinking of yeah. like a counselor <laughs> who's like, I have to tell yeah. all my problems, but it's the, just wonderful. Like the there's ca- a the terrible counselor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know what people's experiences might be, yeah. but it's just like the wonder you, the wonderful counselor just like, embodies yeah. this gentle, yeah. beautiful, all-welcoming yeah. Jesus. That's right. yeah. I mean, imagine I told you there's someone who was a wonderful counsellor. That is, they had perfect wisdom in everything oh. and they were perfectly kind and loving. and, and yeah. like, You wouldn't hesitate. Oh, it was like, just wow. like, yeah. <laughs> and newsflash, we have that. That's like, the yeah. point. Like we're pro- We now have received the son that is given to us. Mm. Anyway, like Chip said, we can go on forever. But yeah, yeah. The, the second one is <laughs> mighty, the second mighty, mighty God, God which yeah. is which is just as encouraging to me. I think I'm, I might be doing, yeah, how can you do this justice? But the mighty God also means not only has he got the wonderful plan, he also can execute it. Yeah. So good. sometimes we get stuck in thinking, oh, does God really, is he, is he really working things out? No, even in my most, Difficult struggles, I can know that the mighty God is still, his plan is still wise. I don't see the wisdom here. I've got no idea what is going on. But I know there's the mighty one yeah. who is wise and and he is working things out. So I also know that he can execute. Um, so it would be one thing to say, hey, Josh, I, or if I told you I've got a great plan, but I had no money, no time, no energy to do it, just like, well… But you're that's a not, powerful yeah, unit. That's no help. That's no help <laughs> to anyone, right? But here we have someone who is, yeah, uh, very w- perfectly wise, but perfectly capable. Awesome. Sorry, I'm, I'm yeah, feeling like no, I'm preaching great. now. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then, so that's yeah, yeah mighty God. Yeah. Did you want to add anything to that, or would you want to talk into everlasting Father? I'll go straight to everlasting Father just for the sake of time. I like Josh said, it's really exciting yeah. to talk about this stuff. It really genuinely is. And so that everlastingness, I know mighty God already points to the, the bigness of God, the bigness of Jesus over all of creation. But the everlasting is a really powerful word there as well. It doesn't just point to someone who will never die, but it also points to someone who never wasn't, who was always, mm. even before there was time, there was him. Yeah. And so that also points to the bigness of Jesus. Um, the The that he is preeminent over all of creation. Yeah. Um, and then that oneness with the Father is uh, is obviously huge as well, yeah. Where and we touched on it before as well. And, and But it's so important to Jesus' claim of, of uh, who he is. It's so important. It's why we pray um, in Jesus' name. We often pray to Jesus as well. We... Uh, John uh, 1 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and it's talking about Jesus, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Um, this is that it emphasizes that connection between this human who is coming, and it's just this almost outrageous claim. If if we didn't have Isaiah to set us up for it, mm-hmm. like we said before, like the the teachers of the day didn't really have an excuse for not for not expecting that from the Messiah, right? Mm-hmm. For, for not expecting that from, um, but. If we didn't have this claim, I think it would be really hard to swallow. Yeah. If I, we weren't set up yeah. for it. Oh man, I 
I, I hate anticipation. My <laughs> wife loves anticipation. So if she was living when Isaiah prophesied this, she would have been over the moon. I would have been kicking myself. I was just like, I want to see, I want to yeah. see this person. Who's this? Like, yeah. who is this? Yeah, yeah that's beautiful. Yeah. Um, and yeah. finally, the Prince of Peace. Yeah, I think I'll start us off, but I'm sure Josh will have, have stuff to add to it as well. The to me, a, a, a big part of peace is sort of the contentment, satisfaction, the uh, fulfillment of purpose, mm. um, that nothing can take you away from it. And the fulfillment of our purpose is found in the glory of Jesus, in our, yeah. in our bowing down to Jesus and depending on him and our eternity that we will have with him. So he is the Prince of Peace in pr- probably many ways. He's um, going to carry the sword on Judgment Day He's yeah. going to judge the whole world and um, actually bring about the peace himself. Mm. Um, and it's not just uh, peace as in non-war, but it is peace as in uh, rest, peace yeah. as yeah. in um, uh, oh, yeah. satisfaction. Yeah. And um, it's so something to look forward yeah. to and something that we have access to now when we see, um, I think especially Paul talks about his contentment and finding the secret to contentment in the gospel, um, it's we have that access to that peace now and it's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Awesome. I think that's right. Like the Prince of Peace is wrapped up in who Jesus is. I think Paul says it like that in Ephesians 2. He says, he is our peace. Yeah, good. Jesus himself. And that be, is because he has he's the wonderful counselor. He, he knows everything. He can execute. And, and it's kind of going there because, you know, the next few verses say, he will reign on the throne. The, the yeah. increase of a government of his peace will be, you know, there'll be no end to it. Yeah. He will reign on David's throne with justice and righteousness forevermore. So this is eternal. This is a God God who must do this because it's forever. Yeah. But it's also because he's perfect and loving and good and wise and all-powerful and he rules. So now his governance is bringing peace. Yeah. So when Jesus rules, you know, when I govern my house, it's not always <laughs> peaceful. But when Jesus governs all things, peace comes. And so it's like, it's so very connected, I think, yeah, to yeah, the cool. Prince of Peace is connected to all that Jesus is, results in peace ultimately. Yeah. So I think it's just beautiful. And, and I love the closing line. I know we're into verse seven now, but the zeal of the Lord will accomplish this. God's going to do this. Yeah. yeah. It's guaranteed. You know, this, wow. What anticipation for the, for the arrival of Jesus. For sure. God, is, God himself will bring about all of this it's wow. unconditional yeah. it's, it's not do this it's not being right standing before me it's not don't be in exile or you know it's yeah. <laughs> it's god will do this yeah, yeah. brilliant um mm. so going into the series how should we what should we be thinking about how should we be uh, preparing our hearts preparing our, our minds um what's some things that we can can do um, I got to preach recently on gospel centrality. I, I, one of the things I talked about there was how all of Scripture points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, actually, the way I said it just then kind of made it a, a special event, but it wasn't. I think we always talk about how all of Scripture points to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think wherever yeah. we're preaching from in the Bible, we mm-hmm. point to um, Jesus. Not just, like what he did, his life on earth, his eternal life uh, now and forever. And so... I think we can prepare ourselves by meditating on Jesus and thinking on Jesus as we open the Word. If you're yeah. if you're going through the Bible and you're in the middle of, 
Isaiah and reading prophecies about Jesus, then great. If you're in the middle of Genesis and it's kind of like um, maybe not as clearly pointing towards Jesus, look from there and talk to people about it. Mm. I think wherever you are uh, in the word, go in there looking for Jesus yeah. um, and ex- expecting to see him and just looking forward to, wow, look at the ways that that here's a nation that needs Jesus. Here's uh, a people, not a people specifically who need Jesus, the whole world needs Jesus, but people specifically who will get Jesus and what that means for them. Mm. And just anticipate with all of Israel the coming of salvation in Jesus. I think that's a a good start anyway. I think also looking at this text, like it's so beautiful and preparing, like thinking about what it means that Jesus it has come. Yeah. Is for prevent and I think maybe I'd think about verses two, you know, in the beginning of the chapter where he says, The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Yeah. And those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them the light has shone. Isn't that the gospel? Yeah. But you have multiplied the nation and you have increased its joy. Rejoice. They rejoice before you as with joy in the harvest. I think preparing for the arrival of Jesus is that sense in which darkness is is t- moving to light yeah. great sadness is moving to great joy and I think that's the result of beholding Jesus and I think as we do Advent and look at Jesus let's trust God for that our light becomes our darkness becomes light and our sadness becomes joy praise God praise God